Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Race with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. we got a lot of things to catch up on here on this week's episode. We've got a full show coming your way. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of World Series here in the first segment. We have some power rankings. Um, I have your thoughts about your favorite divisions that run nightly during the World Series. So we'll take a look at that. I'm, I'm just curious to see what people really truly like because I know the general consensus is tour mods, tour mods, tour mods. But I want to see what everybody thinks. So I've asked the question and we'll go over those results. Um, plus I want to talk a little bit about uh, last weekend's um, well, nothing. Nothing happened last weekend. So um, talk about the uh, the state of Florida racing here this weekend. We do have, in the third segment, though, a little bit of around the state and more. We're going to head up to Cordial, Georgia, to talk about Speed Fest that happened this weekend. Thought about making the trip up there, but honestly, with it being an afternoon deal, I, I'm not a morning person, and it just didn't happen. Um Thought about Volusia, didn't feel like paying that kind of money to go watch dirt racing, just to be honest with you. I like dirt racing, but not that much. Um, and then Freedom Factory, um, they got their races in, and we'll talk about that in the third segment because I was a little bit disappointed with the support over there, to be honest with you. Um, that's not a knock on it. I'm glad they raced. I, I'm glad that they, unlike everybody else, made an adjustment and got their event in. Uh, I think that that speaks volumes. Kudos to the Freedom Factory for doing that. I just wish they had more support, especially on a weekend when there wasn't much else going on. With that kind of, you know, negative stuff brushed away, the second segment is going to be a lot of fun. It's been a while since I've done one of these, but I'm going to do a race rewind within the podcast. I've done them as bonus episodes before. But we're going to take a look back at one of my favorite races from 2023. It's actually a pro truck race. It is the race between Richard LeVance and Taylor Watson at the beginning of the season. And we're going to go back. Thanks to our buddy Tom from Speedway Video providing us with ad-free videos. Um, we're going to take a look back at that spectacular race. One of my favorite races of the year as far as our regular season goes. And we're going to do that in segment number two. And I have plans to do a few more of those bonus episodes but to kind of reintroduce it, and since we didn't have any real racing at New Smyrna to talk about this weekend, I've decided to uh, cover that in segment number two. So I hope you guys enjoy that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, plenty to talk about, even though the weekend didn't go as we hoped. So let's uh, let's talk about that. First and foremost, I want everybody to know, when I got the phone call that uh, we were canceling this weekend's Family Fun Night, I was pretty ticked off. Uh I was also in the middle of working on my music and um, <clears throat> I had taken the week off from work to spend some time with my daughter and spend some time on that to try to get that finished. And I was frustrated with a certain part, got the call, so I got even more frustrated. And I said, are we canceling because it's going to be cold? Just be real with me because that's my initial thought. I was going to, before I got the call, I tried to call the office and be like, hey, should we move this up a few hours? Like... Citrus was going to do before they canceled, like Freedom Factory did. Uh, I got no answer because they were obviously in a meeting. Um, <clears throat> and then I got the call that, that we were canceling, and I was, like I said, I was pretty mad. Um, I was like, can we just be honest with everybody? Like, we don't need to make up some BS excuse. If we're canceling because it's cold, let's just say that. Let's just do it. And, you know, I kind of got the, oh, well, it's... In 
we're making facility improvements. Just put that out. And, you know, at the end of the day, I said, listen, I do what you ask me to do because my position with the social media is to put out things that they, quite frankly, ask me to put out. Drink from the Kool-Aid. I know, I know. Um, but, the, you know, that's what I said. And I was like, look, I'll, I'll do what you say. You caught me at a bad time. I'm sorry for being kind of dickish here. But I was really, I was disappointed. Okay, I was disappointed. I was looking forward to it. We haven't raced since Governor's Cup. It feels like forever. I was really excited to get out there, even though it was going to be cold and maybe miserable. I don't know. It was, I stayed inside. So, um, yeah, I was pretty upset. And then I got the uh, I got a phone call a little bit later on in the afternoon from Rusty because he knew I was frustrated, okay? And I, res- I, I have a lot of respect for him for doing this. Um, once he got out of the office, he called me and he said, hey, I know you're we're upset. You know, you're frustrated. Here's what's going on. And he told me the reason we we did not race. And listen, if, if it's true, if, if what he told me is really what's going down to make the Speedway better, I'm all for it. I mean, look, I wish things could have been scheduled to where, <clears throat> excuse me, <coughs> these updates were done in a timely fashion so that we could race. That's what I ultimately wish. But uh, for these things to get done, that sometimes you just got to take the time and do them. And no, it has nothing to do with the track surface. It has nothing to do with that other big thing that's out there that nobody can talk about yet. Um, It's something completely out of the blue. And I'm very curious because from the naked eye, nothing looks different. But I can't wait to get out there finally for Red Eye and actually see this because it had me very excited. It calmed me down. I also apologized. I said, hey... So working on some stuff. Um, I, listen, I was trying to get levels and vocals done on a song, and I was—I I only had limited time because my child only sleeps for uh, so much, so much time during the afternoon, and I took time off to spend with her, trying to balance things out. So I was like, "Hey, listen, let me be frustrated because we're not racing, just like everybody else." Okay, I apologize. We're good. Thank you for actually telling me. I know I can't talk about it yet. Um, <coughs> goodness gracious, this damn lingering cough, um, I better now than, than during race season, I guess. Um, but no, I just, I, I understand your frustration because I know it seems like BS on the surface. Okay. And that's why I pushed a little bit to find out if it was BS and I got told what I got told and I'm excited for what I got told. And I hope that it really comes to fruition. And, uh, I, I got the surface of it, and I'm really excited about what that actually means when it uh, when it comes time to reveal that. And listen, when I get to the racetrack and see it and the place is open, I got some good things, hopefully, to show you. Uh, one for sure. I already got in trouble. Some of you may have seen it. Um, but the other thing that we couldn't race this weekend, um, I, I think it's I think it's going to be really nice. So... Um, that's what I have to say on that. Um, I hope you follow with what I'm saying without me saying too much. Um, in the way of news, some pretty big things by the time you're listening to this have come out and I was filled in on these things. Um, I'm recording before these have come out, so I'm not going to comment on them fully, but yes, I am aware of the big news that dropped and yes, I will be talking about it 
more in depth on the next show because it's pretty monumental. Things like this are a big deal. And, uh, yeah, um, when I was told, I was told a few weeks ago some fires were were being put out and I was a little bit worried uh, to the point where I literally asked, are we going to be able to race? And was told, it's not those kind of fires, relax. Sometimes you just got to relax a little bit. But, you know, while I do communicate with the office, I'm not there. Um, I work from my house uh, remotely uh, for my day job and for the racetrack. So when something comes up that I need to know, they call me and let me know. So I'm not privy to every bit of information, but they do fill me in on some things. And, um, yeah, the big news that has come out, uh, I was told all about, and believe me, it was was very hard to keep my mouth shut, very hard for me. Even though this is coming out after the fact, I want to wait until the news breaks to actually talk about it in detail. So, yes. A lot of times I record this show and then big stuff comes out. So, um, yes, I'm aware. I'll talk about it on a future episode. Um, World Series, though. Things are starting to look pretty good. Uh, Over 30 Tour Mods, over 30 602s. I think we're around 20 Prolates. The Prolates are a little bit down this year so far, but I'm not worried about it. I think we're going to have 20-plus cars a night for the Prolates. Honestly, 30 might be a little bit much for the Prolates. So 20 is probably a great number. Um, super late models are starting to build. I think we have a good group of full-timers and then we're going to see several that only run a couple of nights. You're going to see several teams leave after the ASA race, as we kind of saw with the Southern super series race last year. Um, that's okay. I mean, I wish they would stick around and run the whole thing. Uh, in my opinion, the super lates need a little bit of a boost, just like the tour mods got last year with the, uh, with them all going to 50 lappers. I think the... If you want to know my opinion for the super late model schedule, I think they should have all 50 lappers as well for their regular distance races. They should get 50 lap pay. Um, let's be real. The super lights are expensive. We want them to come down. In my opinion, the super lights are just as important as the tour mods. Yes, the tour mods are the big novelty factor because we only get to see them once a year. But to me, the super lights are just as important for the health of the World Series. So I, I believe that they, and if we're only going to do six races, make the other four. 50 lappers, <clears throat> just like the tour mods have, when they're not running the Blewett or the uh, uh, the Evans, make the regular races 50 lappers because for some reason, laps equate to pay. I've never quite understood that. I don't know why to up the pay, so to speak. The laps have to go up too, but whatever. If that's what we got to do, I think we should do it for the, the supers. Uh, and then down the road, you know, maybe look at bolstering the, the pros. And, and it, maybe it's just time to doesn't have to be monumental, but give a little boost in the payout. <coughs> Excuse me. My voice is so weak right now. I'm really, I really apologize. Um, I'm trying to get all this crap cleared out of my system, so I'm good to go come race season. Um, you know, maybe it's time to bolster the purses just a little bit. And I'm not saying make people rich, but give them just a little bit more ease for when they get out of here. They recuperate just a little bit of what they're having to spend when they come down here because racing has gotten more expensive and if that means that the track and marketing needs to go out and find some more sponsors, then that, you know, I'm not just saying just throw it all on track management and make it come out of pocket, but uh, work, work a little bit um, to, to help these guys out because the World Series is important. People are coming. People are still coming, but I think it's, it's time to look at that and say, wow, this is great that we have this great support. Let's see what else we can do for them, if that makes sense. Um, for the Super Lights, though, I'd like to see them get 
50 lappers for their regular distance races with the 50 lap pay. I think that'll help a smidge. Um, I think the Orange Blossom 100 should go on that Tuesday date. And the ASA Southern Super Series Clyde Hart Memorial should be the closer. Because in my opinion, after the Heart to Heart Pro Late 100 and the Richie Evans 100, we kind of go out with a whimper. I love the Orange Blossom 100. Great race. I love the Super Lates. I love that last night. The trucks get to shine. The Super Stocks get to shine. Bomber Bs get to shine. But you have the Super Lates. And by that point in the week, the ASA crowd, they've already filtered out. The attrition has already filtered in. So, you know, you, you're hopeful that a few other cars come in for the Orange Blossom, which always happens. Last year, we got Bubba Pollard, TJ Duke. Uh, Trenton Hennick showed up randomly. Nick White. Um... But I'd like to see it go out on a bit of a stronger note because I talked to CRA about it last year. I'm like, man, this last night, no offense to anybody, but this last night just kind of seems like a letdown after the last eight nights. Um, Orange Blossom's great, and it was one of the best races of the year. Orange Blossom was better than the Clyde Hart last year, in my opinion. Um, And it doesn't mean that even if there's only 12 cars left this year that it's not going to be a good race. I I just would like to see it go out. I think flip-flopping the Orange Blossom and the Clyde Hart would just give it that extra bit of oomph at the end of the World Series because fatigue sets in for everybody. Racers, drivers, uh, racers, drivers, racers, crews, fans, employees, everybody. I think we need that little bit of a spark, if that makes sense. And I, listen, I am only, I am being critical here, uh, constructively critical, not bashing, okay? There's, there's a difference. My approach is when I have an idea is to present that idea in a manner that is not, well, we're doing it wrong. It's just, hey, maybe we should do this instead. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. Um, I, I think that ASA race on that final Saturday, <coughs> and heck, I think, I'll get to this in a minute, but I think there needs to be a change to the Florida mods and the 602 mods. I'm going to talk about that in a second. You could even axe, you could have the super lates be the main thing, and you run your trucks, your super stocks, your bomber bees, your ground pounders, and boom, what a great night. What a great way to end it. That's what I would do if it were up to me. Now, the Southern Super Series, they like they, they may like the midweek deal, and that's why it is where it is. But maybe it's something to think about. Then maybe you get some of these ASA guys to trickle in midweek versus coming for the first two races and then packing up and ne- never seeing them again. Or maybe they just come down and stay for the whole damn thing. I mean, that's what you want at the end of the day. You want these people to stay. But I know a good chunk of them are going to leave after Tuesday night. And if that's what they choose to do, that's, that's fine. Like Ty Majeski, we're only going to see him for the ASA race. Albert Francis, we're only going to see him for the ASA race. Um, and that's just the, the two that pop into my head. We're going to see quite a few drivers for that ASA race that don't run any other races after that. They may do a race or two before, but they're not going to stick around. And that's too bad. I would love to see, you know, 15, 20 of these guys battling for the, the the points title throughout the week. And it's only six races, so it's doable. But we just need a little little tweak, if that makes sense. Speaking of tweaks, I believe the 602 modifiers have proven themselves. Um, the, you know, the first year, it was kind of a last-minute deal. I think it was announced at the end of January, and we had like 20 cars show up, 20-some-odd, 20, 25 the next year, 30 the next year. And we're at 30 this year, 30-plus. Um, and they're running three races. It's a triple crown series. This year's um, 602s, it's all supported by the track, and the track has um, determined that the triple crown, the three race series, is what they can do. 
And I think it's great because the other alternative that uh, some people don't seem to understand was that it doesn't happen again. It's still a new thing, and it's just getting its roots. Believe me, at New Smyrna, to be established, it takes a long time to get your roots dug in. And we're getting there with the 602s as far as establishing them in the eyes of those that oversee things, if that makes sense, the powers that be. The Florida Modified has been around forever. And like Rex Hollinger commented on my Facebook, they have underperformed for years. Awesome cars. Powerful, bad, fast, open-wheel Modifieds. The ingenuity is still there in the bodies and what you can do with them. Super cool. But it's just not there right now. And this is not a knock on that division. I love these guys. Wayne Parker, Jerry Simons, Brian Gaten, Alan Bruns, Matthew Green, Timmy Moore, LJ Grimm, you name it. I really, these these guys are great. They're great guys, but it's just not attracting the others that it should for the World Series. And I know it's a pay deal. I know it's a this, it's a logistics nightmare. It's that, this, and all the other things. But in my opinion, you don't get rid of the Florida Modifieds. You cut them to three. You give them the triple crown, and then you get the 602 mods, four, five, <coughs> hell, six races. The counts are there. And that's even with Winterfest going on at Auburndale. You know, we might lose a car or two that get in a wreck or something over there, blow a motor. It's fine. You know, it's part of the deal. I want, with this all, you know, I did that emergency podcast a, a few weeks ago and was like, man, what, a, what are we doing? That's all been rectified. So now... The 602s get to come down, they get to race Auburndale, they get to race New Smyrna. They get to have six races, if they choose to, partake in, in both tracks. I I just think that the Florida Modifieds, you know, they need to be cut back to three or four races. Not eliminated, still run for a World Series championship and all that. But just, you know, hey, if they build themselves back up, then they can look at, you know, five races. The 602s... I think they would like to mirror the tour modifieds or be offset. You know, maybe the the 602s, they run Sunday through Thursday because Friday is the Evans, and then the modifieds run Monday through Friday. I think ultimately that's what they would like to get to, and I think that's what they deserve, in my opinion. Now, it's not my money. I'm not paying this out. It's not my decision to be made. But doing the entries and seeing five Florida modifieds at this point and 30-plus 602 mods... To me, that tells me right there that they deserve they deserve to have the marquee over the Florida Modifieds right now for the fact that these guys are showing up and showing out for minimal payout, by the way. Just enough to have something to pocket if you run well. Whereas the Florida Modifieds are an established division are just not there right now. Not to say that the Florida Modifieds you know, even if it's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cars, can't put on a whale of a show. We've seen it before. They always have crazy moments. And it doesn't mean that the 602s aren't going to be, you know, there, there's a chance the 602 races aren't that great. And the chance that the Florida mods are better. And then there's a chance that, you know, <coughs> excuse me, there's a, there's a chance the Bomber B race is the best race of the week. There's a chance for any, anything can happen. But I think the 602s are deserving of that that more marquee position on the bill. And I think the Florida Modifieds need a revamp of their own. And maybe that's, you know, run a handful of races, even if that becomes a weekend. You know, you run the the Florida Modifieds Friday, Saturday to kick it off and Friday, Saturday to end it. 
Maybe that's what they need. Four races at the, on the weekends. Maybe more people can do that. I, I don't know if that's the right way either, but that's kind of where I, I, I'm at with all of this right now, if, if that makes sense. And I, any modified guys that hear this, like I said, I'm not ragging on you guys. I enjoy it. I just, I, I've seen World Series where there's 12, 15 of them, and it's pretty cool. I, I've seen big wrecks where the week goes to shit on night one. So that, that can happen as well. But man, I, I'm just, you know, we, we try to listen, open the rules up. We try to do this and that. And there always seems to be some politicking that gets it back in the favor of those that run the track regularly and discourages those to come race with you. Um, just, I, I don't know what the, the solution is, but I just feel right now the 602s in Florida Mod should flip-flop somewhat the amount of races that that they're running add a, a race of the 602s here take one from the florida modifieds flip them completely i don't i don't know let me know what you think let me know if you think i'm on track with that with my thought process there let me know if i'm completely off it's all good we can uh we can have that discussion um but like i said everything else looking good uh supers starting to come on strong i think we're gonna have a good championship battle there uh, still waiting on some big teams. Haven't heard anything from Campy, um, although they have reached out to rent the track, so I'm sure that deal is coming together. I uh, haven't heard anything from Donnie Wilson Motorsports. However, a member of their team did reach out, uh, wondering if the payouts have been posted yet, which uh, I had to get on Holly about uh, getting that stuff all buttoned up so we can get that posted. Then I think we'll see some uh, some big names. Um, William Swalich did put in an entry, uh, actually, this afternoon for Kevin Harvick Incorporated. So... Um, <coughs> And again, we still have until the end of January for the discounted registration. You save some money on your registration fee. And people can still register after, you know, in February. They can register when they get to the racetrack. Some people are going to show up and run one race. And that could go for pros, supers, Florida mods, tour mods, etc. They can just show up and race. Um, just because you don't see them on the entry list doesn't... Just because the entry list is uh, more or less complete after the first practice, it doesn't mean that it's done doesn't mean that other people eddie mcdonald showed up out of nowhere last year for like the last three prolate races so you never know you just never know um also things in the mail take a long time to get to us i know gabe somers is planning to come down and i have not seen an entry for him so just because you don't see their name yet or by the end of january doesn't mean they're not coming and doesn't mean that there won't be more we had several register after the end of january last year and still come down to race so um and the way i do it I'll let y'all in on a little secret here. Please don't go blabbing. If you're planning to run the full World Series, I'm going to give you your bonus points because I know deals come together last minute and I would never want anybody to not be able to get a championship because they had a deal come together last minute. I like the uh, incentive of a discounted entry fee. Now, if you have a deal come together in February 6th, you got to pay the extra entry fee. That you know, The discounted entry fee is to build up these lists and get people excited. The bonus point deal... <clears throat> Well, a good incentive. I, I just feel like somebody sh shouldn't, you know, be penalized and not run for a championship if they're going to make a full effort. Now, if you show up midweek and you didn't pre-register, you ain't getting your bonus points. But if you show up on the first night and you intend to run for the championship, we're not going to screw you out of a championship, okay? That's how I do that. If you have any questions, shoot me a PM. I will be happy to discuss with you why I think that is important. Um... Just trying to think if there's anything else before I get into my updated power rankings. I'm going to head on over to that as we speak, as a matter of fact. Um, 
I'm really sorry about the cough, man. It's like this, I am 100% great, but it's this little bit of post-nasal drip that I just can't get over, and it's just super annoying. Um, so I've come up with my updated World Series power rankings, and I've expanded it to 15 because we have that many good names. I had to leave people out, and it sucks. Um, but I've got my updated 15 right now, and I'm going to keep it at 15, and we'll update next week and the week after before World Series preview show. Coming in at 15th, new entry to the list here. Hunter Wright has signed up for both Super and Pro Late Model Action. Hunter Wright, man, is, he's a guy I predicted, I believe, last year to break out and had a tough World Series. So I'm expecting him to run well and maybe, just maybe, get that first World Series win. He's been so close, hasn't gotten one yet. Tough season last year, but uh, has paid and registered for a Super and Pro. I don't know if that means he's running all the races or just a few or what the deal is. I would imagine, I, I hope he does both. You know, if you're going to come run one and you've got both cars, you might as well run them both and try your luck. So Hunter Wright comes in at 15. Moving down to 14, I've dropped this gentleman quite a bit, unfortunately, just because of some of the other names that have come in in his division. But Tommy Catalano has dropped from 7th to 14th. I was a little bit high on him. I'm hoping he goes up in the power rankings when we start racing because I will have a midweek power rankings update. Uh, but I dropped him down to 14th. I still think he'll do well, but there's some other big modified names that have popped in where it's for him to do well, he's really going to have to show up. Uh, moving into 13th, First time on the list after registering his Florida modified Tim Moore, um, former champion. And if if Timmy's in the field, I don't. You know, I mean, listen, he paid for he paid for the registration, so I believe he's going to be going for the championship. And uh, he's in the zone stuff this year. He's not driving for Brickhouse, so I, I think Timmy Moore is. If he's in the field, he's going to be a threat. So I've got him 13th on the rankings here. 12th in the rankings, just ahead of him, our defending pro late and super late model champion. I did reach out to Brad. Their plans as of right now for Red Eye and World Series are to run the Super. Uh, they're going to let me know on the Prolate model, so they they may run that for Red Eye, and maybe you'll see it for a race or two during the World Series. I'll know more. Hopefully by the end of this weekend, I'll reconnect with Brad, but <clears throat> I've got him 12th on the board. Would like to see him a little bit higher in the rankings, but I need to see a little bit of performance out of him with the big field of cars and the, the competition expected for the Supers. So I'm expecting at least, you know, 15, 16 tonight, even despite all the stuff we talked about earlier in the show. In 11th, Katie Hettinger drops two positions here. She'll be battling with the Prolate Models again, this time for the family team in the 71. First ever female to win a World Series uh, major. And those are the, the five points counting divisions that we will discuss here in a little bit. Uh, I, I see her running well. I don't know if she's going to compete for another victory, but I've got her 11th here. In the rankings, another drop here from 5th to 10th. Luke Baldwin, he is my one and only 602 mod still on this list. Uh, there's some other good good ones out there. Lee Sharpston, Paul Hartwig, etc. Uh, Karsten and Jarrett DiGiamonte. Also, G, good Lord, uh, DiGiamonte, giant-ass tomatoes. Um, I think they're going to be good as well. DiGiamonte, <clears throat> you know. God, I, I had no problems with that during the World Series, and I'll, I'll have it back down. I'll practice again because apparently I need to. Um, but I got Luke Baldwin coming in in the top 10 here. I think he's going to be a championship favorite here going to the World Series for the 602 Modifieds. Just ahead of him dropping one spot here this week is Ryan Priest with the Tour Mod effort. Again, as we discussed on last week's show, not sure if he's planning to run the full thing, a couple of races here and there. Again, NASCAR obligations will take... Um, you know, it'll be his first focus, and I'm sure we'll see him for a few nights. But when he's in the field, expect him to be up front. 
So into the eighth position, another double duty driver here that has signed up since the last time we got together for a show, Nicholas Noggle. Um, impressive with Jet Motorsports towards the end of last year. Plenty of experience, has victories in the Pro Late model, has signed up for Supers and Pros. I would expect Nicholas Noggle to be pretty strong. So I've got him in the eighth position. Just ahead of him, another Super Late model competitor dropping one spot. To seventh is Austin Nason, as we talked about. I expect him to be one of the championship contenders if he chooses to run all the races. Uh, Jerry Simons makes an appearance here. He's in the sixth position. He is my championship favorite as we speak right now for the Florida Modifieds. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, I expect him, Timmy Moore, um, possibly LJ Graham to contend for that championship there. But I got Jerry in the sixth spot right now. In fifth, dropping one spot, fourth a week ago. Derek Griffith, um, another one of my super late model championship contenders for sure. Former champion, multiple-time winner, knows how to get it done. In the fourth spot, dropping one spot is Patrick Emmerling. Um, I dropped him a spot because we had him, we had his early registration come in with the 14 Advantage Motorsports Group. And I believe that team is going to run the Tormod race now with Ryan Newman. So, and Patrick Emmerling was going to run his car for the Tormod race. And now Patrick Emmerling has registered his 07 for the World Series, Tormod portion of the World Series. So I'm dropping him a spot um, just because, God, he was so good in the 14 last year, and I'm not sure what the 14's plan is going forward. So maybe we'll see Ryan Newman more. I don't, I don't know. But, hey, two paid entries. I left. I, they're both on the entry list because those are the way the entries came in. We'll iron it out when we get there. William Sowalich moves into the third position. Again, as I alluded to, he did register. Um, as I record, he is not on the entry list because his entry came in this afternoon, and I update those in the morning with my coffee before I start working for the day. Um, but he's in there driving for KHI in the 62. Hell of a driver last year. Um, I, I just feel like that's going to be a potent combination, going to be tough to beat. William Swalich, third. Uh, no change in the top two. Ron Silk still second for reasons that I said last week. Uh, only other Tormod driver to win last year won the Wheel and Tour race, the 200. And then uh, Matt Hirschman, still atop the board after winning all five World Series Tour Modified races last year. So I'd expect those two to be at the top of your list here going into 2024. So there's my 15. And listen, those drivers right there, any racetrack in the world would love to have half of those drivers show up for their event. So we've got the names. We've got the numbers. It's going to be fantastic. You can watch it all on Flow. Um Get yourself a nine-day armband and enjoy the whole week for like 340 bucks. That's a pretty good bargain. So, um, <clears throat> of course, we'll have updates on all that and more. Oh, by the way, drivers that did fall out, um, you know, no offense to any of these guys, but the, the names started to come in and push the people down. LJ Grimm has fallen out. Jimmy Renfrew has fallen out. And Lee Sharpston have fallen out. But I still believe that those drivers can compete for the top five in their respective classes. The other bit of information I have, or the other thing I want to do <clears throat> before I go drink some freaking honey tea or something, um, is talk about uh, what you all feel like are your favorite divisions for, oh my goodness, people don't read, people don't read. I posted the, uh, I posted that, I'm going to discuss this right now, and then I'll talk about your favorite divisions. I posted a thing that was sent to me. For those unable to attend, and this is from the ASA Southern Super Series, or the ASA Stars National Tour, same thing, different sanctions, same thing. 
For those unable to attend the Clyde Hart Memorial, online coverage will be widespread with TrackTV.com, Midwest Tour TV, and Flow Racing all providing subscription-based coverage. Flow Racing will be producing and broadcasting all nine nights of the World Series. They will be simulcasting the Clyde Hart Memorial with TrackTV.com and Midwest Tour TV that, I look, I've never heard of them, but I guess they have a deal with uh, the Stars National Tour. So it'll be simulcast. So there you go. The 2024 Clyde Hart Memorial entry blank has been posted, blah, blah, blah. That's all, you know. But then somebody comments on my post, is the World Series not going to be on flow this year? Yeah, you knucklehead. It's going to be on flow. It's right there. It's right there. Come on. So <coughs> Sometimes I got to pick on people for not reading. That's why I posted the thing. Um, okay. So, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and screenshot that because I'll get back to that later on. So, with that said, I posted the question, much like I did a couple weeks ago. What's your favorite, uh, how would you rank the five major divisions? And I posted them in alphabetical order here, and I wanted to see what you all said. Uh, how would you uh, rate them uh, as far as your favorites go? So, I'm going to read what you all said, and then we'll take our first break. We'll come back on the other side with a race rewind. Taylor Watson versus the 99 or Richard LeVance should be fun. John West, first one to comment, he says, Tour Mods 1, 602 Mods 2, Pearl Lates 3, the rest. So he's got three favorites. Everything else is a bonus for him. Mike Smith, good friend of the show, he says, Tour Mods, 602 Mods, Pearl Lates, Super, Super Lates, and Florida Mods. I think the Super Lates and Florida Mods are tied for my least favorite. So, you know, you could kind of put those in a tie for fourth. Uh, Margo says, Tour Mods, Tour Mods, Tour Mods, Tour Mods, Tour Mods, Tour Mods because that's all she likes. Skinny Roth says 602s are his favorite, followed by the Tormods, the Pros, the Superlates, and the Florida Modifieds. Rex Hollinger says Tormods, 602 Mods, Superlates, Prolates, and Florida Mods. Eddie Freeman just says Tormods. <clears throat> Kathleen Viet says Tormods, 602 Mods, Florida Mods, and then Late Models. So she's got uh, Supers and Pros kind of bunched together there and forth. Greg Dame says Tour Mods 1, 602. Man, the 602 mods quickly moving up the ranks here. Uh, 602 second, then Super Lates, Florida Mods, and Pro Lates. Tyler Sontag, our good photographer buddy, says Super Lates, Tour Mods, Pro Lates, Florida Mods, followed by 602 mods. Danny Shear says, I like them all. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the PC answer, right? Uh, Peggy Butler says Tour Mods followed by Florida Mods. So there's a there's a nod for Florida Mods. See, not everybody hates them. <clears throat> Super Lates, Pro Lates, and 602s. Derek Huey says Super Lates, followed by Tour Mods, Pro Late Models, Florida Modifieds, and 602s. Steve Barnes says, y'all left out Sportsmen. Sportsmen are probably one of my favorite uh, support classes for the World Series, if you will. <coughs> uh, Bodie's World, that's a Bodie boat, right? He says Tour Mods, Super Lates, Florida Mods, Prolates and 602s. Hank Sanders, which is a good old-fashioned tour mod. That's it. Brandon Monroe, right under that, says, just tour mods. Um, my father, Mr. Dan Stevens, says, tour mods, followed by superlates, prolates, 602s, and Florida mods. That's pretty uh, pretty even thinking with me, Dad. Richard Levant says, modified, 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 modified. So he is a Florida modified fan for sure. Um, he says no to that. So I said, oh, 602 mods, got it. He says, F no. So I said, mod minis. He says, don't make your little girl an orphan there, buddy. So I'm like, oh, shoot, sorry, E mods. He says, say goodbye to dad out of there, Peyton. 
Um, so I'm like, damn it, I knew you meant A-Mods. And uh, so we're just having a little bit of joke. I guess Richard sold his truck today. So having a having a, a sentimental day, if you will. But anyways, just had some fun there with Richard Levance. We're going to have some fun with Richard Levance here on the other side of this first segment. Leroy Crawford with a simple tour mod. Michael Dijon Tomasis. Yeah, I got it right that time. Uh, he says 602 mods, obviously, followed by the tour mods, pro prolates, followed by superlates, and Florida modifieds. And then, uh, <clears throat> as I kind of talked about this earlier, uh, Rex Hollinger says, Florida mods have underperformed for many years, but they're still featured prominently night after night. Sorry, but they're on the bottom of his list. Jared Zebley says, 602 mods and tour mods second. Five, late models in those weird fenderless cars on 8-inch rubber. Those would be your Florida modifieds. So there is a one and two, and then everything else is five for Jared. Roger Favreau says tour mods, followed by 602 mods, sportsman, supers, and street stocks. See, you went outside the box. Dan Davendorf says supers, followed by tour mods and sportsman. Again, going outside the box. That's okay. And then uh, our final one here, Tristan Himmelie says super lates, followed by pro lates, sportsman. There's another, hell, y'all make up your own rules. That's fine. Uh, Florida Modifieds followed by Tour Mods and Vintage Cars. So a rare Tour Mod towards the bottom. So <clears throat> I'm sure y'all want to know what I think. And I base mine off of just the, the racing that we've seen the last few years. Right now, the top of my list, and this could change. Um, this is always fluid. But right now, the Prolates are my favorite to watch. The action is always crazy. The championship battles are fantastic. The talent... The young, rising talent is its always a good crop. And I just feel like the Prolates race a little bit better than the Supers. So I, I put Prolates 1, Tour Mods 2 because they're cool. Um, right now, I would say 602 Mods in third for reasons that we spoke about. Um, yeah, just, they race well. They're like the Prolates of the, the Modifieds. So I got them third. Superlates fourth. I love me some Superlate models. Uh, one of my favorite class of cars to watch. I just, like I said, the Prolates right now are outclassing them on the racetrack just based on pure racing. The Superlates with the extra horsepower, they're so aero-dependent, a little bit harder to pass, some of the races get strung out. Awesome cars. And th this is all close. Like, we're talking millimeters of a fraction of a point here as far as how the order shifts around. And then right now, Florida Modifieds, again, four reasons that we talked about. That That's my ranking. And I'll let you know what I think as I do after every World Series about, uh, you know, I'll re-rank those five classes based on their World Series this year. So, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this first segment. It was nice to chat with you about some things, and um, it was nice to get on here and get some stuff off my chest. Looking forward to segment number two again. Uh, after the break, stay with us. We are going to have a race rewind, and we'll have some bonus race re rewinds coming up throughout the year. Planning to do last year's Orange Blossom 100 as a bonus episode here in the coming weeks, probably after after the World Series. <clears throat> and um, then we'll have a third segment, a quick around the state before we let y'all go. So come on back for the Race Rewind after this commercial break. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a few moments here and thank some of our great sponsors with the Racing with Ryan podcast. And we're excited to welcome in a brand new sponsor because we know it costs a lot of money to get to the track these days, whether it be your pit passes, your tires, your fuel, the parts you had to order just to get the car fixed. We know it's expensive, so we welcome on board the SponsorshipSeminar.com. Now, we just had JR Longley on the show just a couple episodes ago. We got to learn all about JR and his expertise on the sponsorship side of things, and that's where the seminar comes in handy. So visit the SponsorshipSeminar.com. It's only $99.00. 
And you can watch the seminar. Heck, get your whole team together. Get your friends together. Have everybody pitch in, watch the seminar, and learn these new ways and strategies to help you reach out and get those local sponsorships on your car to help lessen the economic impacts of our racing hobby that we love so much. Again, that is the sponsorshipseminar.com with J.R. Longley. You'll learn ways and strategies on how to reach out and find those hard-to-find sponsors. And you'll also learn how you can give back to them that'll hopefully create long-lasting relationships for years and years to come. Once again, that is the Sponsorship Seminar with J.R. Longley. We invite you to check out the sponsorshipseminar.com to see all that they have to offer. You can click through, you can watch the little preview video, and you can order the seminar where you'll get 36 hours of replay access. So you can watch it once, you can watch it a bunch of times in 36 hours, you can watch it by yourself. And then, like I said, invite everybody over to the garage to work on the car and watch the seminar at the same time. JR has over 40 years of sponsorship knowledge, and it's all available online for you at your fingertips for the first time. Once again, that is the sponsorshipseminar.com. We would also like to thank American Auto Tires in Service, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. You can give them a call at 386-428-1941. Of course, that is EJ's company. And if you need anything done, tires, service, you name it, they have you covered. So make sure you stop into American Auto. Or, of course, you can always get with EJ if you're at New Smyrna. Uh, he, you can find him pretty easily in the tire room or driving the pace car. They have all kinds of great deals. Um, look, I'm in the market for some tires. I'm going to be stopping in there in the next couple of months and getting my tires down there because I wouldn't trust anybody else because I know EJ is going to take care of us. They offer everything from free visual AC checks, tires, maintenance, repairs, any kind of service you need. They even have wheels. So American Auto Tires and Service, your one-stop shop in the New Smyrna area for anything that you need done. So make sure you check them out again. 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna, New Smyrna Beach, 386-428-1941. Stop in and see your friends at American Auto. We also thank DeBerry Paint and Body for coming on board as a sponsor. Uh, of course, that is the two Manellos. So let's just say you get into a little bit of a fender bender and you don't want to go through your insurance because you know they're probably going to hike up your rates and you're going to pay for a deductible and you're still going to have to pay for all this stuff. Make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body because they will go ahead and handle that for you. If you got a scuffed up fender, if you got some dents in a bumper, if you got a door that needs replaced, DeBerry Paint and Body will take care of all of that. Um, they are open until about 6 o'clock each day, and you can get in touch with them by giving them a call at 386-320-0267, and they're located at 400 Chairman Court, Suite 200 in DeBerry, Florida, 32713. And again, their hours are typically 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on the weekdays and 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays because, you know, they got to get out to the racetrack and whatnot. So uh, if you need any body work done, paint, body, whatever you need, Make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body. We also thank Bromley Motorsports for coming on board as a sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Of course, you can primarily find the Bromleys running at New Smyrna Speedway. They have a couple of Bomber Bs, the six machines out there for Bromley Motorsports, and they have some pro trucks that they run occasionally as well. Sometimes you can find them out at the dirt tracks having a little bit of fun as well. 
but we appreciate Bromley Motorsports for coming on board to support the show. So make sure you check them out next time you're at the New Smyrna Speedway. We also thank Jeff White Racing for coming back on board as a sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Of course, Jeff White Racing can be found bouncing between the Auburndale Speedway and the New Smyrna Speedway. Jeffrey White, driver of the 41 E-Mod slash A-Mod, has been one of the dominant forces. So if you're looking to get on board with a good racing team, make sure you check out Jeff White Racing and check them out at the Bullring at Auburndale and the big track over at the New Smyrna Speedway. We thank them for coming back on board and supporting the show. And again, if you'd like to come on board and become a sponsor or supporter of the show, we only charge $5 an episode, and you can do as many or as little episodes as you like. One episode, 100 episodes, you could do a season. It's completely up to you. You can sponsor a division. Whatever you'd like to do, we are open. Um, just message us here on the Racing with Ryan Facebook page, or give us a call or text us at 321-356-2934, and we'll be happy to work with you. Thank you again to all of our sponsors and supporters. Now enjoy the rest of the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We're going to jump into our race rewind here. We're going to throw it back to May of 2023, Mother's Day weekend. Uh, this was May 13th from the New Smyrna Speedway. A great battle, probably one of the best races out of the Ashley Holmes Jacks trucks from earlier this year. Well, from last year, I should say. And, uh, if you've never listened to one of these race rewinds before, I have a couple of them, little bonus episodes I put out on the channel, and we're going to bring that back here for 24. So this segment will be a review. You'll hear the commentary from the race, and then you'll hear me talking about the race. So let's go ahead and get into it here. Lights are down on the pace truck. So we'll getting get ready to race here. With the Ashley Holmes Jacks trucks, a field of Richard 11. Richard Levance. I like so this a uh, little bit uh, down from the truck average a couple of trucks from this season. By, but, she's starting at the back of the field. but nonetheless, a, uh, a good turnout. Becca Monopoly, as you heard, having to go to the rear of the field. It is Chuck Ayers and Brian Sukup up on your front row here. The green flag is ready to fly. Richard Griffiths, Richard Levance. In row number two, Palmer Hag and Dalton Smith, your top four. Taylor Watson back in seventh here. Chuck Ayers gets the jump coming off of turn number two. Ayers in the Ashley Holmes Jacks truck-sponsored ride. He will lead lap number one. Good gap right now over the five of Richard Griffiths. Sukup goes away to the wall off turn number four. Brings it back down. Good clean start to this one. Sukup started on the outside of the front row. He begins to drop backwards as Taylor Watson begins to work her way forward. Some heavy hitters towards the back with Watson and Becca Monopoly. And we got yellow four debris. And Becca Monopoly with the caution coming out on the inside of the racetrack. She went low and caught that debris. Uh, air hose or something there down on the so racetrack. Now down on the inside grass, just on the entry of pit road. And they're going to send uh, Scott Ponder out there. And it's funny when you go back and, and watch Speedway videos, and that's kind of fascinating. You can hear because he's up top on the spotter stand. You can often hear like chatter from the spotter stand, and sometimes you'll hear picked up from my microphone chatter from race control. I think sometimes people like to go back and hear what people are saying. So here we go with the chews. 
Your leader, Chuck Ayers, goes to the inside on the choose. And at this point of the season, we had started to get this thing figured out. And that's what I'm talking about here in the uh, at the at-track commentary, talking about how the choose cone, the choose zone, a little bit controversial to start the year, but uh, we got things figured out. So it is Chuck Ayers, 21, on the inside for the restart. Second place, Richard Griffiths. Restarts outside, and Chuck Ayers gets the jump on the start. Richard Levance up to third in that 99 truck. There you hear Chuck takes the lead on the restart. The battle is Richard Griffiths and Rich Levance for the second spot. Levance down on the inside. Griffiths up on the outside. A little bit of contact there as Richard Levance goes through to second. Palmer Hag wags his tail coming off turn number four. Top five now gets single file. Taylor Watson still stuck deep in the field as she battles with Michael Whipple's 35 for about the sixth position here behind Brian Sukup's 52. Beckham Monopoly in the blue 59. Trying to work her way through. Had to start at the back of the field. Most recent winner in the truck division. Had to start out back. Monopoly going to work to the inside of Michael Whipple. And Richard Levant starting to close in on the 21 of Chuck Ayers. There you hear Richard Levant starting to work his way Richard up Levant through the field. Richard Levant at this point of the season, um, you just heard making a long haul up here, a couple hours to get to the racetrack. And uh, was looking for that first ever New Smyrna Speedway win. Been around a long time. And I uh, was very hungry to get one. We didn't know. I, I mean, we saw some speed out of that truck during the World Series. Unfortunately, he crashed that machine, didn't really get to race there in February, but came back strong here in the regular season. Really nice guy. Always one of those people you can approach in the pit area and just have a chat with. Taylor Watson right now making her way up past the 52 truck. She'll break into the top five, as you hear there from the commentary, passing Brian Suk up. Suk up up on the high side, back Monopoly. To try to follow. She's just following Taylor Watson through the pack as we move a little bit further up in the field. Palmer Hag going out to Richard Griffiths for third. Palmer Hag, who did win Rookie of the Year honors in the Ashley Holmes Jacks trucks in 23, has worked up to the third spot. It is a two-truck breakaway up front. Chuck Ayers still leading. Richard Levance in the second spot. Now Palmer Hag third. A little bit further back through the field. Brian Sukup has dropped from the outside pole back to about the seventh position right now, battling with Michael Whipple and Dalton Smith for that spot further back. So it is Chuck Ayers, your leader, by about three or four truck links now over Rich Levance, number 99. Palmer Hag, a little bit further back in that third spot. Richard Griffiths, fourth, fifth for Taylor Watson, sixth for Becca Monopoly. As those trucks have split from the rest of the field, we've got a three-truck battle we're watching now. 35 machine for Whipple on the inside of the Sue Cup 52. 24 Dalton Smith in, making a uh, three-truck battle there. <clears throat> Again, this is the battle for the seventh position, but they have lost touch with the leaders for sure. Things are calm for now. As you hear, things calm for now, the calm before the storm. But as we watch back at the front of the field, Chuck Ayers with that lead starting to shrink. It's down to about three car lengths now. Here comes Richard Lamance. That's red, white, and blue number 99 starting to make some ground on the white and red numeral number 21 of Chuck Ayers. Rich Lamance closes big time in turn three, lead down to a truck length and a half. Ten laps complete at this point. Thank you to myself for that bit of information. 
easy to lose track when you're watching these races back. Richard Griffith still holding off Taylor Watson, so we set it up at the top of the show. It was going to be Watson versus Levance, but you can see halfway through this race, Taylor Watson still back in fifth and uh, going to need something to happen to get back into it. Watson, though, with a good exit off turn number four. Griffiths gets sideways, and Watson going to make it up to fourth. Again, like I said earlier, Beckmanopoly just kind of following Taylor Watson up through this field. She started out back. The winner's curse, as we like to call it. She won the first regular season race of the year, started out back in this one. Uh, did have a few trucks, some of the slower trucks that uh, waved her by. She really started back in about eighth or so after those trucks waved her by. And... Uh, it's been able to work up to fifth now. It is Chuck Ayers. We're about halfway through this thing. Chuck Ayers leads, hitting lap traffic. The Coon number two machine going to go lap down here. The two of <clears throat> there you go. The point See what I say on this is what I set up in the tower all these months ago. Um, still two-truck breakaway. Ayers leads. Levant second. Palmer Hag, the rookie, back in third. Richard Levant slowly reeling in the 21 of Chuck Ayers. And we've seen some good speed out of Chuck Ayers. Um, when he first uh, started racing and, and brought the Ashley Holmes Jack sponsorship to the vision, really wasn't up to speed, but has started to get that truck figured out. However, long run, still got to work in the long run speed. Looked good here in the first half of this one, but now under attack from Richard Levant in that 99. It's a two-truck race with nine laps remaining. This point, as you hear there, nine laps to go. Levance trying to get Richard Levance trying to make something happen on the Chuck Ayers number 21. So Watson in the 25, as you hear, beginning to close. Hag still in third for now, but Taylor Watson has caught the back of the 55 inside of 10 laps to go. <clears throat> Watson with a run here off turn number three to the inside of Palmer Hag for third. She's a good seven, eight truck links back from the leaders at this point as they come off turn number four. So Taylor Watson, young up-and-coming driver, working her way up from the middle of the field, started, I believe, what I say, back in about the seventh spot on this one, worked up to third. And I believe I uh, just heard 18 laps to go there. Chuck Ayers still leading. He'll lead this lap. Levance truck length and a half off. There is some traffic ahead. I believe that's the Noah Blake number 12 just ahead of these drivers. Taylor Watson in third, pulling away from Palmer Hag. She's about six truck lengths back now as Levance gets sideways. Chuck Ayers driving away. He's got about two and a half truck lengths, so really... You know, to set this up as a battle between Levance and Watson. We'll find out why, but Chuck Ayers, really the third truck in this mix, showing the way here. And now Palmer Hag starting to struggle in the 55, going to be under attack from Beckmanopoly here for fourth. Five trucks in the picture here. Top five still on the same straightaway. And Watson again reeling these drivers in. She's four truck lengths back from Richard Levance. Ayers is sideways. Levance with a run. Truck ahead, Noah Blake. And that is the Noah Blake number 12. Leaders catching him in the middle of three and four. Ayers gets big sideways here. So does Levance. Ayers really smoking the tires. And now Blake running the middle of the racetrack. Levance to the bottom. Slides it sideways. Rich Levance takes the lead. And here comes Watson. Watson with the momentum off two. 
Taylor Watson out of nowhere up into second as Ayers fades. Two to go. Wow, Taylor Watson caught these guys in a hurry. Well, here we go. This is the race. Two laps to go. LeVance on the outside. Watson on the inside. Watson from deep in the field has worked her way up alongside the leader, Richard LeVance. They are dead even. Watson powers up with the nose out in front as they slip. Slide off turn number four. White flag. Watson leads by a bumper. They touch going into one. Smoke pours off the machines and crossover move. Here comes LeVance. They touch again off two. Watson with the quarter midget experience trying to block that crossover move. Couldn't do it. Levant still the nose to the inside. Watson slides sideways, gathers it back up, and Levance hits the gas and wins the drag race to the line. Richard Levance with his first win. Taylor Watson, second. Phenomenal. Absolutely. See, I thought that a caution came out about halfway through that race to set up that fantastic duel. But that was just good, old-fashioned, pure American stock car or stock truck racing in this case. The fans did like that. If I had the microphone on the other speaker, you'd hear it. But here he comes. Richard Levance finally gets it done here at New Smyrna Speedway in one of the best natural battles you'll ever see. And we'll hear from Richard here during the interview. Well, you worked so hard to get this truck back together. You had it going pretty good in February, and you found the concrete. You built it back, and, man, she was fast tonight. How does it feel to be a winner out here? It feels tremendous. I've literally been coming here since I was 11 years old, and now I'm going to have a trophy from here. Man, all the hard work, and you guys come from a long way to get here, making the commitment to drive up here. And four and a half hours every Saturday. I got to thank my wife. Jordan, who's been here forever with me, my daughter Amber, and my newest crew member, Doug. Without those guys, I wouldn't be here. Well, why don't you get them over here and go celebrate? Richard, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Levance from four hours away gets it done tonight at New Samarna. Let him hear it. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome race, awesome job. And here's Taylor Watson here. Taylor with perhaps Watson. the line of the year. I'm telling you, you came from way back with five to go to get up there and battle. Had the lead at the white, but that just looked like good hard racing and heck of a drive for you, young lady. Yeah, thank you. That was super exciting. Uh, with about one to go, I started to get a little nauseous and actually threw up in my helmet. I don't know if I'm a little bit of nerves or just being so hot, uh, <laughs> but it was definitely an exciting race. Um, wishing it had a couple more laps and more, you know, cleanly battle it out, but still really happy with um, this truck that we brought, and thank you to Daniel with right foot down. He's out racing a wheelman race, um, but I mean, he always has those cars dialed in, and same thing with my dad. Without him, I uh, wouldn't be here, and thank you to all my friends and family for coming, and um, Nick Cashman and his father for helping us, because uh, today was, was just me and my dad working on that car. Um, so yeah, super happy with how we finished the Miss 25 truck, and I'm um, excited to get back here in a few weeks, get faster, and hopefully 
get one spot closer <laughs> to a win. <laughs> well, when, when you are here, I know you're racing part-time this year, but when you're here, they're going to have to look out for you. Is there anybody else you need to thank? Uh, yeah, like I said, Daniel Webster, my father, um, all of my fans and all my friends and family who support me um, throughout this journey. And really, you know, it's everybody in my life who has made racing um, come true for me. And yeah, um, I hope I hope for that to happen when I show up. <laughs> That's I, cool. I think it will be. You put on a show today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Ryan. Taylor Watson brings it home with a solid second. There you go. A gracious a uh, interview for our second place finisher there, Taylor Watson. Talk to the man that looked like he was going to get the win tonight. <clears throat> And Chuck Ayers able to hang on for that third spot, kind of lost in the shuffle there, but led a lot of races and uh, did well. Helping getting some of these trucks to make the long haul out here, and looked like the truck just got a little loose for the at the end. Yeah, it did. I should have went on the outside of that lap car instead of trying to go on the inside and let it get away from me a little bit. But everything's fine. We had a good race. It was, it was a good, great race for the last several laps. Yeah, and it, it was fun to watch. And you've got this truck running good. He had a, a good run-up at Citrus a couple of weeks ago and much better result tonight than uh, last time you were out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it took about two weeks to fix it, but we were excited to come back and run. And, man, we appreciate you guys coming. Tell all your friends, come see it, see the racing. That's what it's all about. Chuck, thank you for being here, and thanks for everything you do for this class. Chuck Ayers and the Ashley Holmes Jacks 21 brings so it Chuck home with a great run, and, and again, we got to thank him. He's really helped uh, rejuvenate this truck division, division here at New Smyrna. And uh, what a heck of a race. Uh, again, if you listen to this uh, segment on the podcast, I invite you to go check it out on Speedway Video. Uh, you can go watch it back in its natural form, or you can wait. Tom will grab the audio here and overlay it uh, on the video. So you can hear the bonus commentary and, uh, you know, it was pretty fun. So I hope you guys liked this little look back at, in my opinion, probably the best Ashley Holmes Jacks truck race of the season. One of the best races of the year. Uh, of course I did give it one of our awards, uh, a couple of awards this race, uh, got on the award show last week. If you didn't go, if you didn't hear that, go back and listen to that. Uh, Taylor Watson, obviously with the line of the year, the, uh, the drop the mic award, uh, with the, I uh, threw up in my helmet bit there. And just a great race. So, um, yeah, man, that's a lot of fun. Looking forward to the trucks again this year. I know uh, Richard, man, he got his wins. He got his championships. And unfortunately, uh, truck has been sold. So we'll see what they have up their sleeves for uh, 2023. I think they're going to do a little bit uh, a little bit of everything uh, around the state here this year. So I'm sure we'll we'll catch up with Richard a little bit later on. But uh, cool to see him get his first win and, and just cool to see a great race like that. So, again, that was our... Uh, Ashley Holmes Jack's truck race from the Mother's Day extravaganza weekend back in May. And uh, coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll do this on a bonus segment, a bonus show, if you will, uh, with the Orange Blossom 100. We'll take a look back at that race in its entirety and see what went down with that. So plenty more to come here on this week's episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. After the break, we're going to have a quick around the state segment before we let you go. So come on back for that. Hey everyone, we want to take a few moments and thank some of our great sponsors here with the Racing with Ryan podcast, including one of our first anchor sponsors, 124 Welding and Fabrication. Of course, that is Ron D'Alessandro's company. He's been with us for the last couple of years, not only here on the show, but supporting local short track racing as well, and the Florida Southern Ground Pounders, and the 602 Modifieds that race over at New Smyrna. Uh, Ron, he's an all-around good guy, and he's very talented. Of course, he can handle all your welding and fabrication needs. But go to his Etsy store, check out Etsy.com, and search for 124 Welding and Fabrication. You can see some of the great items that he already has for sale. They make great gifts. If 
you got a birthday coming up or you want to plan ahead for Christmas and start getting some of that knocked out, check out what he already has to offer. Or you can get with him and have something custom made. We have our Racing with Ryan podcast studio emblem hanging up in the studio. It is a beautiful piece. Uh, Ron does great work. Um, also very good for for trophies, for awards. I know he did the trophies for the Ground Pounders uh, a couple of years ago, and they're some of the coolest trophies I've ever seen. So um, if you need anything like that done, maybe awards for a baseball team, uh, for a quarter midget, for anything like that, make sure you check out 124 Welding and Fabrication. Obviously, if you need something welded or fabbed, Ron is your man. Keep it local. Keep it trusted. We wouldn't trust anybody else here on the Racing with Ryan podcast except Ron D'Alessandro. And again, we thank him for his support. Again, that's 124 Welding and Fabrication. Check out his Etsy store, etsy.com. Search for 124 Welding and Fab. It'll come right up and uh, see what he has to offer and purchase yours today. We'd also like to thank our friends at Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Racing Fuel Cells. If you're in the market for a new racing fuel cell for your vehicle, make sure you check out Schultz Fuel Cells. They're designed and manufactured in the United States to be safer, longer lasting, and they will outperform all other fuel cells that you can get your hands on. Also, they specialize in their fuel recovery systems. You can save on your fuel expenses, significant maintenance reductions, along with a safer working environment, better for the actual environment, the outside environment, and it'll eliminate your fuel disposal fees. Those are just some of the products that Schultz Engineer Products focuses on, and you can check them out on the web at schultzproducts.com. You give them a call at 732-922-4334, or for email inquiries, you can reach out to them at info at schultzproducts.com. That's info at schultzproducts.com, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, Schultz Engineered Products. We welcome them as one of our anchor sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Make sure you check out their website, schultzproducts.com, for everything that they offer. And hey, if you're racing and you want to stay safe, get one of their fuel cells installed on your race car. You will not regret it. We also thank SRQ Taxes in Sarasota, Florida. We know tax season has come and gone, but guess what? It's never too early to get a head start on next year or to start thinking about next year. And hey, if you have any issues with your taxes or you know, you're looking to get a hold of somebody that can help out your business, check out srqtaxes.com. Click on their services portal and you can see everything that they offer from accounting software selection, audits, compliance, bookkeeping, business consulting, Um, They do estate and trusts. They do financial analysis, statements, IRS representation in case you have any issues. They even have a notary public on hand for all of those documents that you might need notarized. And of course, tax preparation and planning. So make sure you check out srqtaxes.com located in Sarasota, Florida, or you can uh, get with Steve Darling at the Auburndale Speedway. He'll be happy to help you out. SRQ Taxes coming on board as another one of our anchor sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. We also have a a couple of supporters that we would like to thank. Of course, um, we have our anchor sponsors, and then we have those that just support the show. And we got to thank Ken Copley. Of course, he is our EMOD sponsor, but we want to thank him for his support here as well. We'd also like to thank Doug Samian with Do All Lawn and Tree Services. He's come back on board as a supporter of the Racing with Ryan podcast. So if you need anything done in your lawn or if you have any overgrown trees on your yard or lot, make sure you contact Doug Samian. 
Get a hold of him, and he will take care of you. Again, big thank you to Doug Samian, big supporter of the show here, driver of the Zero Four Superstock. And if you'd like to become an anchor sponsor or a supporter of the show, just reach out to us here on the Facebook page or you can give us a call at 321-356-2934. $5 an episode gets you on board. And now we'll let you get back to the show. All right, everybody, real quick final segment because I feel like that's all my voice is going to give me here. I want to apologize for uh, how weak my voice is at this point. But we're going to power on through this thing, and we're going to take a quick look at what went down some of the bigger races that happened here this past weekend on a frigid, frigid afternoon. Got to give the Freedom Factory a lot of credit for uh, getting their events in. They did make the smart move and start earlier in the afternoon, so it wasn't extremely cold when they were racing. Um <clears throat> I really think that was the, the best idea. Unfortunately, it did not really get the support that I thought they were going to get. Uh, Freedom Factory, that's kind of like when Citrus came back in 2017, 2018, it was like the big hurrah. They could do no wrong. And Freedom Factory kind of has that going on right now. Um, you know, the Cletus McFarland factor, uh, SRL, you know, the Sunshine State Racing people, they've got all their talons in it. So it's it's a big deal right now. And... Um, that's great. You know, it's DeSoto Speedway. Come back to life uh, and now under the name Freedom Factory. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to run every couple of weeks. You know, they'll have some SRL races out there. They'll have a few of these types of shows. Uh, this week was a modified show. That was the main event, along with Mini Stocks and Crown Vicks. Great lineup. I mean, like I said, you can have a great show with just three, four classes, in my opinion. You, you know, you get a, a top bill clash, a late model, a modified, something like that sportsman and then you have a mid card and and then you you run you know your entry level stuff and that makes for a well-rounded show unfortunately and i can say this because while i wasn't there uh matt one of our co-hosts on the hot mic he went out there and uh even before the show started he's like i know it's a little bit early but i'm a little bit disappointed there's not much of a turnout here uh crowd wise and car count wise and uh you know, the Crown Vic showed up. Crown Vic's were fine. I think they started 25, 26 cars. That's fantastic. Uh, but the the modified field, 11 showed up. So we got to give those guys credit, but only nine started the feature race. And I think there's about, eh, let me see, how many mini stocks were there? Um, there were 10 that started, 12 that showed up. So, I mean, the grand scheme of things, it's really not that bad for a frigid Saturday afternoon, but it was the only show in town. And even with the efforts that Freedom Factory made, the crowd turnout was pretty poor. From what Matt said, he estimated around a hundred or so people, give or take. You know, we'll say we'll say minus 20 plus 50. Okay. So between a hundred, 150 people in the grandstands is is the estimate. So that's kind of disappointing. I, I kind of thought they would get a few more people out there. I, I considered it, but it's a long drive for me. Um, just after we canceled, I will not lie to you guys. I was a little bit disappointed, so I just I stayed home. Um, but <clears throat> let's take a look at what did happen. Let's give the drivers credit that did go out there to support the show. And uh, it was a good crop of drivers. I mean, from what Matt said, the racing was just fine. Like, it was a good show. The modified race, it was, you know, Cody Stickler was there. He whooped up on everybody. Um, 
but the racing was good. So not a lost cause at all by any means, but just a, a tough night. And it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, they had a 100-some-odd car enduro up in the snow in New Hampshire with a bunch of people that showed up to watch. And that here in Florida, we have a beautiful weekend, all things considered, just a little bit cold, and no one will throw their jacket on and just go watch the racing and support it. I don't quite get it. Are we that, like, thin blood that that we just, we, we can't go love our sport? I, I, I don't know. I, I think we can do better. All, all of us can do better. Anyways, in the modified results, Cody Stickler did whoop up on the field, took the victory. Brighton Horner with a great run, started on the pole and finished in the second spot. Eric Purcell was third in the 46P machine. Uh, Donnie Duchesne was fourth, fifth for Dodge Carlbert, so Dodge with another good run. The Batman, Troy Robinson, was out there. He finished in sixth. Uh, Kush Ravette was out there in the 7C machine. He finished in seventh. Eighth was LJ Grimm in Carnival 72. A little bit of a struggle there for LJ, who will be with us at New Smyrna for World Series. Uh, Jacob Wallace in ninth. And our two did-not starts were Brad Bowman. He had some problems in the two. And Andrew Jackson, I believe he got in an incident in practice. So that was your 11-car field, nine started. Congratulations to Cody Stickler. Continues to dominate the open-wheel modified scene. Mini stock main event again. Uh, Ten cars did start. Two did not start. And Bobby Kelly Jr., that copper number 95, did take the victory over Greg Valdez. Richard Akers was third. Fourth for Danny Fox. Travis Bowman in car number two was fifth. Sixth for Jimmy Hinobly. Ken Smith was seventh. Bill Osborne eighth. Ninth for Chuck Mattingly. And Trevor Nash rounding out the top ten. And the two DNS... Doug Radley and Jacob Wallace the third. So a tough day. Uh, yeah, tough day for Jacob Wallace. Ninth in the modified race. Well, the Wallace family, because we had Jacob Wallace the fourth in the modifieds and Jacob Wallace the third in the mini stocks, according to this. Uh, your heat race winners were Bill Osborne and Bobby Kelly Jr. And qualifying, they did qualifying too. Bobby Kelly Jr. Bobby Kelly with the triple crown. Let's make a big deal of that. Fastest in qualifying, won the seat and won the feature. Triple crown for Bobby Kelly. Good job. And then in the Crown Vicks, uh, like I mentioned uh, earlier, good field. They had 26 start, 29 showed up. So uh, all in all, uh, you can't complain about that one bit. And the win went to James Bristol in the 17, Auburndale regular. Dustin Wilson was second. Dennis Wilson, third. Austin Ramsey, fourth. Eric Sharon in fifth. Sixth for Peter Ruggiero. Wyatt Lowry in seventh. Eighth for Roger Blevins. Ninth for Thomas Pete. Joshua Ryan, tenth. Dan Wilson was 11th, Justin Pittman 12th, 13th for Robert Little. Chuck Rush, old junkyard dog in the canine, was 14th right there in the middle of the field. Glad to see he made the trip out. Dalton DeGraff, 15th, 16th for Kent Brooks. Douglas Sharon, 17th, 18th for Tyler Akers. Logan Leonard, 19th, 20th for Phil Ellis. Kelsey Eckler, 21, 22nd for Alan Holtz. Followed by the rest of the field here, Kyle Case, Cameron Cruz, Nick Jenny. Todd DeGroff, and then your DNSs, Paul DeFresney, Tom Panzarella, and Travis Yoder. So let's look at what went down at Freedom Factory. Oh, by the way, the heat race winners for the Crown Vicks, uh, Nick Jenny and Robert Ledwell. Nope, they had three heats. Dennis Wilson got the other one. Fastest qualifier was Cameron Cruz. So there you go. Let's uh, look at what went down at the Freedom Factory. Continue to the hot mic. Uh, Matt will fill us in, fill in some of the blanks because I guess they, they did have some wild action out there. So again, a good night. Maybe not what you expected. Turnout a little bit low for the weather. The crowd support wasn't fully there, and I hope that that's a trend that gets better as the weather gets a little bit warmer. 
Um, but we'll see how that all goes as we'll follow them around the state here this year. The other big event, not necessarily here in Florida, but it did take place at Watermelon Capital Speedway in Cordial, Georgia. Um, the racetrack with many, many names. Uh, Speedfest was taking place up there. Again, I did consider making the trip out there, but it was an afternoon race. And I'll, look, I'm not a morning person. And I just, I didn't have it in me to uh, to get up and go out there. So yeah, I chickened out too. So I'm, I am complaining about myself when I complain about the fans not showing up. I'm not sure what the crowd was like over at Speedfest. I'm sure it was fine, I guess. Um, but they did have two big races. Don't know much about these races, but um, 28 Prolate models showed up. 27 took the green. Tim Sozio with the DNS. So a tough weekend for Tim Sozio. The fast qualifier for the Prolates was Hudson Bolger, which we whom we will see at um, New Smyrna for the World Series. Augie Grill led the race early. He led from lap 1 to 55. Then Steven Assey took the lead for a couple laps before the Watermelon Man, Ross Chastain, led from lap 58 to 63. And then Steven Assey took over the top spot on lap 64 and held on to win the race. Thank you to the third turn for the little bit of stats to give us a little bit to look at here. Um... Again, it, it seemed like a fine weekend of racing out there. I didn't hear about much calamity, so I think that's a good thing. Um, they did run the new uh, Hoosier tires, which seemed to get good reviews, so I'm excited to see those in action come World Series. Steven Nassigan pulled out the victory in the Prolate 100 over Ross Chastain, so cool to see Ross in the 25 Rackley machine get a good run. George Phillips in car number 55 driving for Fathead Racing. Uh, he'll be here for the World Series as well. He's a driver that could sneak into our power rankings before all is said and done here this year, but he was third. Uh, we're going to do the top. We'll do the top 12 for this uh, as there's so many cars. Um, fourth was Seth Christensen in the 45. Mike Hopkins, I believe he's out of uh, New England. He finished in the fifth position. Six for Josh Hicks in the 62. Kale Hall was seventh. Michael Hine, former World Series champ was eighth, uh, ninth for Harrison Halder, Grant Thompson rounding out the top 10. And it was Steve Dorr, Luke Yarbrough, Christopher Tolis, Hudson Bulger, and Jeremy Miller, your top 15. Um, some other notables here, Bubba Pollard, 20th, Augie Grill, 21st. So um, some big names struggled. Seemed like a good prolate model race. So let's, uh, let's check out what happened uh, with the... <clears throat> Sorry, with these super late models, this was an ASA Southern Super Series race, um, co-sanctioned with uh, CRA, in case you were wondering. Let's see how many supers we got here for this one. Uh, 29 showed up. Uh, 28 took the green. Connor Jones with the DNS. Fast qualifier was Casey Roderick, 15.696 seconds, if you keep track at home. Um, looked like a pretty competitive race. Dawson Sutton who will be at the World Series, led lap number one. Then it was Jet Nolan, the Big League Memorial winner, who led laps two through tr uh, 20. Then fast qualifier Casey Roderick, back by the wheel of an ACR car, by the way, uh, Anthony Campy. Uh, he led laps 21 through 33. Then it was Bubba Pollard, who led 34 through 109. Steven Nassi led 110 to 138 as he was trying to double up on the night. Then Bubba Pollard took over and led the final 11 laps. Um, I did see the uh, the pass for the lead. Good battle between Steven Nassi and Bubba Pollard. If you remember back to the Snowball Derby, those two got into it, this time racing each other clean. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a friendly rivalry, if you will, between those guys. And uh, Bubba gets the best of them. So Bubba Pollard 
picks up the win here at Cordell for Speed Fest. And Bubba Pollard, again, uh, started fifth, won the race. Steven Nassi had to settle for second. Casey Roderick in the 26R was third. Dawson Sutton, great run for him. Uh, Dawson Sutton and Gavin Bichelle going to move up for two uh, super late models for the World Series coming up here. Uh, Dawson was fourth in Giovanni Ruggiero, driving for Donnie Wilson Motorsports in the fifth spot. Michael Hind with a great run in the Super in sixth. Seventh was Jet Nolan, Cole Butcher in eighth. Ninth for Matt Craig, Timothy Watson in tenth. Followed by Michael Atwell, Billy Van Meter, Derek Krause, Jake Finch, and Daniel Webster with a good run running out the top 15. Some other notables here. Michael Goddard uh, finished second in the Sunbell Series. He was 21st. Colin Allman, 23rd. You had Anthony Cataldi, 24th. Josh Berry struggled in the 62. He's 26th. Um, Jake Garcia rounding out the field. So that's a quick uh, quick recap there of Speedfest. I think you can go back and watch this on Racing America if you are wanting to go back and uh, get a little bit better detail. But just want to recap Speedfest. You're going to see a lot of those super late model drivers on this list at least for the Clyde Hart Memorial, the ASA Stars National Tour 200 that's coming up here on February the 13th. And hopefully some of those guys will stay. Um, <clears throat> again, if you do check out the entry list for the World Series, um, these are paid entries. So if they pay to run one or two races, hey, that's on them. Uh, if they want to run the full thing, that's what we hope happens. The uh, By the way, just to, to kind of get this out there, the Clyde Hart Memorial is part of the World Series. So... You can't skip that one and hope to win the championship. I can tell you that much. You do need to participate in that. It is part of the World Series. It's triple sanctioned. It is a uh, ASA Stars National Race, an ASA Southern Super Series race for a uh, regional uh, late model tour. And then it is also a World Series race. It is not a Sun Belt race. The Sun Belt races will be happening during the regular season, um, culminating at the Governor's Cup once again. So... That's it. That's around the state. Uh, Citrus canceled. Auburndale canceled. New Smyrna canceled. Um, next race for New Smyrna is the Red Eye coming up on uh, February the 3rd. I, I really appreciate NASCAR.com writing an article about the Red Eye. They just didn't have much to write about. I don't have many entries, official entries. There's going to be plenty of cars. Um, these guys are coming down here. They're going to hit the racetrack. Um, you'll, you'll see them. There may be a few that that come out for practice day and maybe choose not to race to protect their equipment, but you're going to see good handful of cars in both the supers and the pros because nothing beats track time and race conditions. Uh, you'll probably see a number of different 602 modifieds taking full advantage of that as well before maybe they go to Auburndale or get ready for their world series. So uh, red eye is going to be just fine. <clears throat> um, I'm really not going to hark. I, I would love for everybody. If you listen to this, please register so that I can build the list, but I'll get out there uh, Friday for practice and um, I'll build the list there based on the, uh, uh, drivers that are out there practicing and uh, committing to the race. So, um, again, as the entries do come in, I'll put them on the list. You can check it out on the website. Just don't be discouraged that it doesn't look that great right now. I think there's like three Supers and three Pros um, as I record now. There will be plenty more, believe me, and uh, we'll update that. We'll keep it going. World Series entry list updated daily as those come in. Um, the If you don't see an update on a weekday, it's because nothing came in. Uh, sometimes the weekends, I'm not always home. Um, this weekend, uh, will be the case. I won't be home till Sunday night. So, uh, big update after the weekend come on Monday as we get closer to this thing. So I uh, thank you guys for listening and, um, <clears throat> thanks for putting up with my voice. It's, uh, again, I'm not sick. I just, this is just anytime I get a cough that, uh, becomes persistent, 
it lingers with me for a couple of weeks, and then I get this post-nasal drip crap, which I'm dealing with now, and then um, and then it all goes away. So I'll, I'll be A-okay come red-eye. Uh, hopefully by next week my voice is a little bit stronger and I can I feel like I can talk to you guys a little bit better. So appreciate you guys listening. Hope you enjoyed the Race Rewind. Thanks to Speedway Video for uh, providing that. <coughs> See, there it goes. <coughs> Thanks to Speedway Video for providing that for us. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Uh, we'll check in next week. I think we might get Tom from Speedway Video in here and maybe help us uh, preview a few things and uh, we'll chit-chat and have some fun. So come back with us next week. Another show coming your way. In the meantime, um, I don't know what's racing this week, and I think Citrus County's in action. Auburndale's off for their banquet. New Smyrna's off as we get ready for the Red Eye. I think Freedom Factory's off. Showtime, I think Showtime has their second leg of the Modified Triple Crown, so Modified's back at it again. Um, go support your tracks if you can. Go to your banquet. Go support the racing, and uh, we'll talk about what we can on next week's show. With that said, take care, everybody. Get out there. Enjoy some racing. And vroom, vroom, vroom.